הרי אני מקשר עצמי לכל הצדיקים האמיתיים שבדורנו, לכל הצדיקים האמיתיים שוכני עפר הקדוש שבו ארץ המה, ומבחן רבנו הקדוש צדיק יסוד עולם. נחל נובן בכל חוכמה רבנו נחמן פייגן, נא נח נחמן נחמן מאומץ, זכותם תגן עלינו על כל ישראל אמן. בעזרת השם שבוע טוב אלוון, תלוי נושא תורה נון, שזה פרדפרסט אלול, תורה פדי. לשון רבנו זיכרונו לברכה, We're going to do the entire Torah today, Mizrat Hashem. So this Torah, Torah 50, comes from the, the language of Rabbeinu, the manuscripts of Rabbeinu. May his memory be a blessing. Rabbeinu brings the verse from Tehilim, chapter 22. It says in Tehilim, David HaMenach tells Hashem, Rescue my soul from the sword. Rescue my soul, my, my nefesh, from the, from the sword. מיד כלב יחידתי, מהיחידה, which is the aspect of the neshama, the aspect of the soul, the highest form of the soul. מיד כלב יחידתי, my soul be saved from the clutches of the dog, from the hands of the dog. Okay. I'm going to set that aside and come to it later. כי כל הפוגם הברית, everyone or anyone, anyone who blemishes the covenant, אין יכול להתפלל בבחינת כל עצמות התומנה. One who blemishes the covenant is not able to pray in the aspect or in the state of what it says in Tehidim. All my bones are saying. Meaning, he's not able to pray with all his bones, with all his essence. And when one is not able to pray in the aspect of as you saw in the verse, with all his bones. What does it say about this person who is not able to pray in the aspect or in the state of It says in Tikkun Zohar, Tikkun Chav Aleph, Daf Memhei, and also Daf Samech Bet, over there, says that a dog descends and eats a koban. We know that what? When a koban was offered, if the fire came down in the shape of a lion, I believe it wrote in the Gemara, um, then the koban you would have known would have been accepted by Hashem, and if it came down in the face of the dog, then it was not accepted. So we see that one who's not able to pray in the asset of Kolat then a dog descends and eats his koban. What's koban? Hainu tfilato, meaning it's tfila. What's the Korban? We know that Tfilah was, was established according to the Korbanot. According to the sacrifices that we used to give. The Tfilot were established because we stopped giving sacrifices. So the Tfilot took, replaced these sacrifices. So what is it? It's as if your Tfilah is not being accepted, meaning this idea that the dog descends and eats your Tfilah. But when a person prays and tastes the sweetness of the words of prayer, this is what we call the aspect of all my bones are saying. When a person is able to taste the sweetness of the words of the prayer, this is what we call Kolatzmatotamana. So this is what it means to pray in the aspect of whenever a person is praying with all his bones. And Ramanu tells us that one is not able to taste the true sweetness of prayer unless he rectifies the blemishing of his covenant. For water, or because sweet water is Sweet waters represent what? The waters of the Dachyan, of purity. Zera Kodesh, which means what? Holy seed. This is holy seed. The water of purity, which is sweet waters, is holy seed. And we see from the Zohar Shemot, Davav Amudet, also the Zohar Parashat Nasor, Kucham Dalin, Kucham Hei. And it says in Yeshaya, chapter 13, Zera Kodesh, holy seed. 
Shmirat Abrit, this is the one who keeps the covenant. All we're talking about, the sweet water is one who keeps the covenant. And one who's in the state or the aspect of sweet waters, then his words are sweet and good. And when these words exit his mouth and are heard by his ears, let your ears hear um, what your mouth is saying, as it says over there in the Gemara. Whenever your mouth is able to release and your ears are hearing what your mouth is saying, then what? Then those sweet waters from your mouth. Because we said, when the words of prayer are sweet, whenever a person is has holy seed, when so it's dependent upon these sweet words. So when he has sweet words because of his... Um, his Shmirat um, then he has sweet waters, obviously, as we saw earlier. And when those sweet waters are listening to his ears, then what is, it, what is this aspect? That these sweet waters enter the bones. A good tiding to Dashen Atzim fattens the bones. Good news fattens the bones. But what's Ushmua? Shmua comes the word Shomea to hear. Meaning, listening to something good fattens the bones. Meaning, this listening to something good, because his words are good, when his words exit his mouth and, are li- and are, his ears listen to those words, which means that those words are sweet, and his ears are hearing sweet things, then his bones are also sweetened as well through those waters. So we see here that the listening and the bones are connected. And when these bones, these person's bones, feel and taste the sweetness of these words, this is what we call that all my bones are saying in the name over there. And then the lion comes down and eats his korban. Because it says in the Tikkun Azor, Tikkun Gimel, that what? That the bone, etzem, is the aspect of Aryeh, the line. Which means what? When his bones are fattened, when his bones are being the ones that are praying, meaning that his, all his essence is praying. Why? Because his, he has, abit, and he, has abit, he has sweet waters. And when those sweet waters ascend to his ears, then his bones also taste those sweet waters. And what's the bone we just said in the Zohar? The Aryeh, the line. So we see that the line comes down and eats his korban. Why? Because his prayer has sweetness. It's with all his bones. But one who blemishes with his covenant, who he is in the aspect of bitter waters. And it says about the Jewish people when they were in Mara, that they were not able to drink the water because it was so bitter. So they called the place Mara. Why? Because Mara comes, means bitterness. They were not able to drink the water because of its bitterness. This is what we call the polluted water. This is impure seed. And then this person is not able to pray in this state of what we talked about, that all his bones are praying. Then the dog descends down, not the lion, the dog. Why? For the dog represents these bitter waters. Why? Why does the dog represent these bitter waters? For the dog barks. It barks, have, have, give, give. The dog only takes. Doesn't give anything. This is the aspect of the bitterness that has two mouths. This represents a double-edged sword. Why the double-edged sword? Why the two mouths? Why the have-have, give-give? Why the language of two here? Why? Because Gainam, hell, has two daughters that scream and bark, give-give, just like the dog. And this 
This is the sickness that we call brechenish. Rachmanitzav. God forbid. Sheshover atzamot shel adam when a person's bones are breaking. Why? Why did this person's bones break? For the there's deterioration of the bone marrow. The marrow of the bone deteriorates. Why? For the fact that he has bitter waters. These polluted waters, these bitter waters. Why did the sickness come to a person? One thing. Sexual immorality. Why? Because is this bitter water. This bitter water is not able to fatten the bones. Look at this sword, what Rabbin was teaching us. This is why we are commanded with the Korban Pesach, as it says in the verse over there, about this sacrificial lamb that we have to give on Pesach. You shall not break the bone of this lamb. That they would fulfill with the verse, or with these bones of the Pesach, the lamb of the Pesach, that, um, to throw this uh, this bone to the dog. Throw this to the dog. They would fulfill this verse with the bones of the Korban Pesach. No, they didn't break it, but they gave it to the dogs. Why? This was very difficult for the Egyptians. Why? For the Egyptians believed in the in the, the lambs as, a, as their God. And giving the bones to the dogs was even even bigger disgrace to their God. Their gods, their fake gods. Why? Why did the Korban, why did it say in the parasha that we should not break the bone of this Korban? In order that each and every Jew should scrutinize himself in if his brit, if his covenant was as it should be, was in order. Why? How does this teach us that uh, that this bone, this aspect of not breaking a bone, teaching us that our breed should be in order? Because it says about the Korban Pesach, that no person who has a no uncircumcised person, I mean no person who has a foreskin shall eat from it. Only Jews can eat from it. For the essence of the mitzvah of Pesach was dependent upon the mitzvah of um, cutting the foreskin. Of Milah. The Brit Milah. The circumcision. And when they would throw this, the bones of this korban to the dogs, and they would see if the um, if the dogs would consume this bone, if they see that the dog would not consume the would consume the bone, then they would know um, that their breath was not in proper order, meaning that they had they had a st- they had still some blemishes. This was the proof, as we saw above. Why, if the dog comes down, then it wasn't really accepted. This idea. What's the etem? The etem we saw earlier also is the arieh. The arieh is whenever the korban was accepted, the tefillah was accepted. If the etem is eaten by the dog, then we're seeing something that your tefillah is not in the aspect of kolat motay tomana. Then your tefillah still has become a weight. Hashem yachem. This is what brought in the parashat of the Zohar. Parashat Kedoshim. Alt yu kesus kefered. Do not be like a horse, like a mule. What did this relate to? This is relating to the, blem, the the impurity of the covenant. A person who makes himself impure with a covenant. This is what we mean by a person who is like a mule, like a horse. And Havin, he has no understanding. What did it say over there? Don't be like a horse, like a mule who has no understanding. Meaning there's no understanding there. And it brings over there in the Pasuk, in the Parashah of the Zohar, in the Kedoshim over there. 
it brings in relation to this verse, that the dogs are brazen souled. They are brazen, they are bold. Look over there. This is why one who blemishes with his covenant should guard him, should guard himself from dogs and from the sword. And this is what it says. Nachaben was going to tie the verse full circle according to the lesson we just learned. Save me from the save my soul from the sword and my and my soul from the hand of the dog. Aval, but what does it say? Save me from the mouth of the arye. <coughs> Meaning what? What does this mean? Meaning whenever the Aryeh will eat my korban, my sacrifice, this will be for me, Yeshua. Hoshiyani means to save, but Yeshua means what? Salvation. The saving. Meaning this, whenever the Aryeh comes to eat my korban, this will be the salvation for me. This will be my saving. With regard to the sword and the dog, it says this language of Hatsala. Hatsila mecherem nafshim yad kerev yachidati. Hatsila, meaning this aspect of Hatsala saving with regard to the sword and the dog. But there's a different language with regard to the korban of the Aryeh, or with regard to the mouth of the lion, which is Hoshieni. It's a different type of language. The Ezer Aryeh ketiv Yeshua, by the lion, it says Yeshua. Veda, no? She'azef fanim she'esh bador hen hen akravim. Rabbeinu explains that what? No? That the brazen face that there are in the generation, the brazen faced people of the generation, they are literally dogs. That the dogs are brazen sold. And these people, these dogs, they rise and take issue against the prayers of Am Yisrael. That he has still not yet his recovered, um, rectified his covenant in its entirety. This person who is like a kelev have not rectified uh, or let's say no that these people who are brazen faced um, stand against the prayers of Am Yisrael of those people who have not yet rectified their covenant so they try to bring judgments and take issue and mechalek and Argue against the prayers of Am Yisrael. This is what it says in the Gemara over there. When a rabbinical student sits in fasting, he deserves to have a dog eat his meal. Why? Because it's certain Rabban who says that a tzaddik's eating is a very precious and valuable thing. For he satisfies the holy soul. eats for the satisfaction of his soul. Not for his body, but specifically for the neshef. For the nefesh. But this rabbinical student who starves his soul, but he doesn't, and he doesn't know how to satisfy his soul. Because of this, he deserved to have a dog eat his meal. Shegam Gahem Ketiv that it also says about them, the dogs, Loyad Ule Sabaada, they never know satisfaction. The dogs are never satisfied. Why? For this Tuba Miramana, this this scholar, this rabbinical student, 
Just like the dog doesn't know how to satisfy his soul, his precious soul. And this is why dog is called in the name of Shegal. For this person comes into the desire for cohabitation, for relations. For, um, for uh, relations. This person is in the aspect of Kelev who falls into Shegal companionship. Because Shegal comes from Mishkal, which is this desire to uh, be with a woman. The Davkan specifically, and specifically, when one does not need to fast and he does, then he deserves to have a dog eat his meal. Meal. But one who's certain who needs to fast, it's certain that he needs to fast, and it's a great mitzvah. And this is the aspect of what it says. It says he, that the, those tzurva merabanan that sit in fasting. It says specifically the language yetiv daika. It says sitting specifically yetiv hu morei al adavash en mishtane kamura. That what is the language of yetiv? This word yetiv coming to teach us over something, or it points to an absence of change. Al adavash en mishtane kamura is brought over there. It points to an absence of change. Um, as we learn from Likute um, Moran, I believe, um, because there's actually at the end of this, um, Rabbeinu brings this lesson at the end of his manuscripts. Rabbeinu had a special manuscript of this lesson. Um, and there's some additions that Rabbi Natan actually has also. There's certain manuscripts of Rabbeinu, and Rabbeinu has a manuscript of this lesson, in which he brings this lesson down and he explains this idea of Yetif sitting being this absence of change over there. We're going to do this. It's called the Hosafot, the Torot Mikhtav Rabbeinu, the additional Torot that Rabbeinu had in manuscripts that weren't written directly in the Kutamoran, as we say. There's some new subjects with regard to, there's some new ideas that Rabbeinu brings down. Whenever he brings this, whenever Rabbi Natan brings this at the end of Likut Moran, he brings this uh, manuscript to Lesson Fifty. Rabbeinu adds some things over there. So we're going to see this towards the end uh, whenever we finish the book, the Sefer, and we go to the manuscripts. That's a shame. We're going to see this idea, but nonetheless, um, we see this absence of change. This idea that um, he does it constantly, which means that even when he should satisfy the soul, he's not doing so. So Bezrat Hashem, uh, may we have the merit to satisfy the soul. Uh, to pray in this aspect of Kolat Motai Toman and to fulfill the words of Rabenu that are brought in this lesson.